Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, we are talking all about how to have a small wedding at Walt Disney World. My guest today is Mari Betancourt, who had a very small wedding at Luau Point, at the Polynesian Village Resort, and she is going to share her expertise and tips as we talk about how to have a wedding for the bare minimum that Disney allows at Walt Disney World. Welcome, Mari. Hi, Carrie. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. So the reason for this show is that Disney recently got rid of all of its different packages. And the smallest package, the Memories Collection package, was seen as a great option for people who wanted to elope or do a vow renewal. And now it's a little bit daunting because the lowest price for which you can have a Disney wedding is now $5,000. So we're going to talk about what that means, what that includes, and how you can actually have a wedding for that $5,000 without going over. Mari, can you give my listeners a quick overview of your wedding? Yes. So I had a 9 a.m. ceremony at Luau Point by the Big Tree, followed by a dining reservation at the Grand Floridian Cafe. And then we did the Spirit of Aloha dinner show at night. Got it. Okay, great. And I think that your experience with this is going to be really helpful as we go through the particulars of planning a small wedding now at Walt Disney World. Okay, so as I said, the lowest cost for which you can now have a wedding or a vow renewal at Walt Disney World is now a $5,000 event minimum. And what event minimum means is that you have to spend $5,000 on anything Disney provides for your event in order to have an event. But it can be any combination of those things, and we're going to go through all of them in just a second. Now, the biggest chunk of that $5,000 is going to be spent on the venue fee. So every ceremony venue has its own fee, and the cheapest venues are $2,500. So right there, of the $5,000, you're going to be spending half of it on the venue. And these venues can only be used on certain days of the week and certain times of day in order to have that $5,000 event minimum. If you use them on a Saturday or a Friday or at a different time of day on a Saturday or Friday, it could be as much as $15,000. So we're going to talk about what days and times you would need to have your event in order to stick to that $5,000 event minimum. That would be a Tuesday or a Wednesday any time of day. So on Tuesday and Wednesday, the price doesn't change whether you pick, you know, afternoon, morning, evening. On some of the other days, it does. But in this case, if you pick a Tuesday or Wednesday, the cheapest days, you will get that same $5,000 event minimum at any time of day. And the times that they offer ceremonies are 9.30 a.m. noon, 2.30 p.m., 5 p.m., 
or 7.30 p.m. And I should note that one of the venues, we're going to talk about all of them, but Luau Point, where Mari had her wedding, you actually cannot use that one after 2.30. 2.30 would be the last time you could use that one on certain days because it is the exit of the Luau show. And so you would have all these people pouring past your ceremony. So one of the good things about this new pricing structure at Walt Disney World is there's no longer a guest limit. So before, in order to have an elopement, you had to limit your total to six people, including you and your partner. So now you can invite as many people as you want. However, as you're going to find out, the fewer people you have, the cheaper your wedding or vow renewal will be. So we'll talk about that in a second. And the other good thing is they've done away with the resort stay requirement. So if for whatever reason you don't want to stay on Disney property, that's okay. They don't require you to stay for two nights anymore. So it's nice that it's unlimited in that way and it's completely customizable. And we're going to talk about how to stay at this low event minimum under the new policy. I actually love this new structure. When they first came out, I was kind of like a love-hate for it. But once... I started looking back to what I originally wanted and I, and I kept asking Disney, I really was at a guest count of maybe like eight or nine people. And I had to cut back a lot and really think about who I wanted there. Cause I didn't want to necessarily up the package because I felt that I was already customizing a lot. I actually went with outside photography outside for my own bouquet. So I didn't, really need a lot of the elements of the package so I certainly didn't want to upgrade it and find myself spending so much when I was already going outside of the packages for other things so for me having this a la carte option especially since you can add as many guests as you want is great yeah and I'm glad you brought that up about the customization because yes before the package was $3,500 but it came with set things and there were no swaps there was no credit if you didn't use them you know there wasn't even a cake included in the old package well now you can spend that $5,000 well $2,500 after you pay for the venue you can spend that on anything you can have a cake if you want you could have Mickey show up if you want that used to be another thing they didn't let you have character appearances at the small weddings so now even though it is a little bit more than than it was before, the options are all there for you and there's not any kind of delineation. You know, you don't get treated differently because you're having a small wedding. I absolutely agree. Okay, so let's look at which ceremony locations you can use to have that $2,500 venue fee because there are a ton of other ceremony locations, but they have much higher venue fees. So if we're talking about having a small wedding for the lowest cost, we're going to look at the lowest cost ceremony locations. And you can see photos of all of these locations on my website. It's fairytaleweddingsguide.com slash WDW dash venues, V-E-N-U-E-S. So at the Grand Floridian, there are three choices. There's Conch Key Marina, which is the side of the marina that is, if you're facing toward the castle from the marina, it's on the right, and it's down at the end of the path. It's actually a smoking area. They even have a permanent ashtray there, and that kind of bothers some people, so that's something to know. The next location at the Grand Floridian is the actual marina patio and terrace, and that is, as they say, a terraced area. It's the U part, the bottom of the U, if you think of the marina at the Grand Floridian as a U, and it faces the castle. You've got the two buildings on either side and the water right in front of you. Oh, and it's also right in front of the quick service restaurant there. 
And then the last Grand Floridian location is called Sago Key Point, and that is across the marina from Conch Key. And it also has a view of the water and the castle. It has trees. It's a little more secluded, so it really depends on the feel you're going for there. And then the other two locations you can choose from are both at the Polynesian Village Resort. One is Luau Beach, and that is a strip of sand between the Polynesian and the Wedding Pavilion. They usually set ceremonies up at these three palm trees there, and you can see the castle. Sometimes I've seen them do ceremonies beyond the three palm trees, down closer to the water. But anywhere along the beach there, if you asked for it, they would set it up for you there. And then the last choice is Luau Point, which is where Mari had her wedding, and that that also has a couple different locations. There's an upper area that gets more sun and it does face the castle. You can kind of see it off in the distance. There's like jungly tropical plants and then the water and then the castle. And then there's the lower area where Mari had her ceremony and that's in front of a ginormous banyan tree and it makes a great focal point and it's also very secluded because it's down a couple of steps. So again, Luau Point would be the one ceremony location where you could only do 9.30 a.m., noon, or 2.30 p.m., for your ceremony. Mari, did you guys consider Luau Beach or did you always know you wanted the point and the tree? Originally, we started thinking about a Disney wedding in 2017 and they actually didn't have Luau Point. They had Luau Beach. And I was like, okay, well, if it has to be Luau Beach, that's fine. But I live in Miami, Florida, so we have beaches here very conveniently located. So when they bought out Luau Point, I actually loved the tree and the focal point because it gives you that tropical feel but it's still very intimate and private whereas Luau Beach is kind of more in an open space and I loved it because you really don't need decorations you don't need much and it's a very nice focal point it still looks tropical and I feel like you don't get many locations in our area that looks like that so for us it was definitely Luau Point once they did use this location. That's a good point. It is one of the few locations that's very secluded. And I know I've talked to a lot of couples over the years who that is a concern for them. They don't want to be out on a walkway or, you know, right on the sand where anybody can see their event. So yeah, Luau Point is a great location for that. So let's talk about what's included in this $2,500 ceremony fee. Here you're spending half of your event minimum on just the ceremony. What do you get for that? First of all, it includes a solo musician who is either a guitarist or a violinist. You get to choose. It comes with basic garden chairs, they call them. They're like folding outdoor chairs. You get a water station, which is great in the Florida heat. It comes with a sound system, which actually costs a lot of money. So this is very cool that it's included. Disney charges an astronomical amount for their sound system. So this is great because you'll have mics so that everybody can hear. And if you wanted to play pre-recorded music instead of having a musician, you could do that through the sound system. So that's a great thing to include. It also includes free self-parking for your guests at the nearest resort. Not valet parking, but self-parking is great. Any free parking is great. And then it includes a rain backup location. And I often have people ask, well, what's the rain backup location? You know, I'm at Lua Point. What's my rain backup location? I'm at Sago Key. What's it? Unfortunately, Disney does not have any standard rain backup locations for any of their venues. It is always based on availability. And they can usually find out that availability about 30 days before your date. And you can put in a request if there's a place in particular you want, but they can't guarantee it. So like I always recommend if you're at either of the Polynesian Village locations that you request Trader Sam's as a backup. 
If you're okay with the decor, it's a little bit dark in there, but it's very cool, very elaborately themed, and it's a lot better than a ballroom at the Contemporary, which is usually their go-to rain backup for the Polynesian Village locations. At the Grand Floridian, you're guaranteed to get a ballroom at the Grand Floridian Convention Center, but maybe you could ask if nobody else is using, say, the Whitehall Room and Patio or the Lobby to Citrico's. Maybe you could have it moved there if that was available. So those are just things that you're going to have to ask your planner and see what you can get, but it's good to know that you can at least put a request in for the rain backup location. I actually put a request in for Trader Sam's because I, I, since I was married in August, there was a very high chance of rain and I definitely didn't want to end up in a ballroom. And when I asked my planner, she went on ahead and she's like, yep, it's perfectly fine. She actually even said that not many people request it because they don't want to be married in a bar setting. But I think Trader Sam's is super cool. I actually regret not pulling Nate and forcing him to take pictures in there because I completely <laughs> forgot that day because it's such a cool bar and, and it's super neat inside. And I think I've seen some of your brides with pictures inside and it just looks so cool. <laughs> so I figured I'm like, I'd rather be in there than in a ballroom. So they definitely were able to put it into my video. That's great. And for anyone listening who doesn't know what a BEO is, that stands for Banquet Event Order, and it is the Bible of your day. So whatever you decide that you want to have at your wedding needs to be written in this BEO by your planner, and you need to make sure it's in there or it's not going to happen. So we'll talk a little bit later about the planning process and what happens when, but the BEO is an important part of the planning process. So you've spent your $2,500 on the ceremony venue. What can you spend the remaining $2,500 on if you're going to have a $5,000 wedding at Walt Disney World? The first thing that they offer is personal floral. So that would be bouquets, bridesmaids bouquets, boutonnieres, corsages, anything that you can carry or wear. Disney will happily provide that for you. Bouquets start at $250 and the price really depends on what you want. You know, if you want carnations, it's going to be $250. If you want cabbage roses or you want dahlias or you want peonies, it could be $500. So you really have to get a quote from the floral and decor specialist to find out what that's going to cost. Bridesmaids bouquets, they say that they start at $125. But one thing you'll find with floral and decor, especially floral, is you can always ask them to tailor something to a price point. So if you told them, I want bridesmaids bouquets, but I only want to spend $75, as long as you're flexible about what's in them, maybe the only guideline is they're pink or it needs to have mostly roses, then they can come back to you and say, okay, we can do this for $75. And that way you can stick to the price point that you want so that you can stick to that $5,000 event minimum. And then boutonnieres, if you want to get boutonnieres, those start at $13.50. And if you want to add a hidden Mickey, I think those cost $3.50. And they're just three little round crystals that they wire together in the shape of a Mickey. And it's always fun to put that in a boutonniere or a bouquet. I actually wanted to really customize floral. And I worked with them back and forth on different options. I really wanted to have orchids. And they came back and I, if I would have been able to have this type of customized package where I would have gone a la carte, I would have completely gone with the bouquet from them. They had quoted me a Symbidium orchid bouquet that was, I think, $500 at the time. Oof. And I had to add it on to the $3,500. So I was like, no, but 
with this system where you have 2500 to spend on how you want to customize, I would have completely gone that route with them. And they actually, when I was talking to them about a bridesmaid bouquet, I had asked them how much would be to just do like wrap six roses. And they had quoted me, I think like $49 or something like that. So I definitely, anyone working with them, just try to negotiate prices down or just be kind of be like, oh, just six small roses, how something like that. Because usually I think you can really negotiate your way into something that you'll like, but you won't spend a lot on with the exception of my orchid bouquet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's one of those expensive flowers. Well, and the other thing is you can use an outside vendor for personal floral no matter where you are at Disney for your wedding. So like Mari, you used, was it an outside florist or did you go off Etsy? Yes. So I ended up going with a silk bouquet and I went with Etsy and I was very happy. It was like $225. It included my bouquet, hairpiece, and a boutonniere. Wow. So it was perfect. That's great. So yeah, so if you are okay with spending a little bit over the 5000 you might want to consider using an outside vendor for your personal floral. There's also a page, page 121 in my Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, that lists exactly what you can bring or use an outside vendor for and where. So it really depends on whether you're outside, whether you're inside in a convention center, or whether you're inside in a special venue. It's all laid out in my book. So then the next thing that you might consider spending that money on is ceremony decor. Again, Disney says, you know, altar arrangements start at $250. A hoopah or a canopy starts at $275. Well, you can work with them, especially when it comes to the actual floral, because you can use all different kinds of flowers, and some are cheaper than others, and sometimes it depends on the season. You can give them a price point, and they can tell you, okay, this is what you can get for that. I did the semicircle. It was only $60, so that was great. But I gave my planner a picture of how I wanted my semicircle because I had seen different types of semicircles that they do at the Luau Point. And sometimes they do them very tight, but there's other times where they do it very loose and open. And I wanted the very loose and open and it didn't come out that way. So, I I mean, I wasn't upset about it, but it definitely wasn't my vision. So I I would say to reiterate that whenever you have like a certain vision, because I had told them like, can they spread it like more wider apart? And she had told me, yeah, no problem. I'll note it here. And I even showed her a picture of how I wanted it. And it didn't work out that way, but it was $60. So it wasn't, you know, it's not a lot of money. And it added some color to the ground. That's interesting. Yeah. So if you do want a semicircle of petals and it's important, the arrangement is important to you. One thing you can do is have them write that out in the BEO and just say loose semicircle of petals or, Mm -hmm. you know, something like that. And if it's in the BEO, theoretically, it will get done. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, so another thing you can spend your $2,500 on is transportation. Now, if you're staying at the Polynesian and your ceremonies at the Polynesian, you're not going to need this. But if you guys are all over at different resorts or you're going from one resort to another, they have a bunch of different options. The absolute cheapest private transportation you can get through Disney is a one-way town car, and that holds up to four people, and it costs $34. And when I say one-way, this means that it gets you from point A to point B, and that's it. So if all you need to do is get to the 
Polynesian and then after that you're going to eat at Ohana or something and you don't need a ride, a one-way is going to be great for you. If you need to do multiple trips, that either turns into a round trip, which is A to B and B back to A, or a charter, which goes anywhere you want within a certain fixed amount of time. But there's a minimum number of hours you have to pay for. And for some people, that's more hours than they need. The next cheapest option is a one-way van or SUV. I think these days it's usually an SUV, but they call it a van. That holds up to eight people, and that's $45 one way. Now, a one-way limo, if for some reason you have to have a limo, they only seat eight, so you're not getting any more people than you would with an SUV, and it costs $203.30 versus $45 for an SUV. If you want a charter limo, so that's the limo that can you get them for a minimum of three hours, but they'll go as many places as you need them to go in three hours, that's $356.31. So not so much more than a one-way limo. At that point, I would just do a charter. And then if you want specialty transportation, because now you can add that a la carte, vintage cars start at $800. So these are like, they have a Cadillac, an old 50s Cadillac. They have a, it might be a 40s Cadillac. They have a vintage Rolls Royce. They have a model, I'm going to say T. (laughs) It's either a Model A or a Model T. (laughs) They have a lot of different options that you can choose from. And the vintage cars are cool because they actually get you someplace. They also have plenty of horse-drawn carriages, but those are just for show. They're not going to come pick you up at, you know, Fort Wilderness and bring you around the corner to the Grand Floridian. So if you want Cinderella's glass coach, the ultimate in horse-drawn transportation, pony-drawn transportation, (laughs) that costs $3,850. And it's just for show. They deposit one half of the couple at the ceremony. After the ceremony, the the whole couple gets in the coach. It goes around the block, and that's it. But it sure looks great in photos. (laughs) It does. Okay, so another thing that you can spend your money on is characters. Now, they're very expensive, so if you really are trying to stick to $5,000, a huge portion of your budget is going to be eaten up by characters, but I love the fact that this is now an option for smaller weddings. So one character costs $1,375, two characters cost $1,975, and three characters cost $2,575, and each additional character at the same appearance costs $600. So what that means is all of the characters show up together. You get the Fab Five, all of them show up together, it's only $600 for each additional character. If for some reason they have to come at different points during your day, then you pay the base price all over again. So that's something to know because some of the characters can't be seen together. So if you were like, I need Stitch and Cinderella, those would have to be two separate appearances, which could be a drag because then you're paying $13.75 twice. Now, one thing to know is that the Grand Floridian venues, say you're just doing a ceremony, you're not going to have a reception or anything. If you're going to have the characters come to the ceremony site, they cannot appear at the Grand Floridian locations. So that's Conk Key Marina, Marina, Patio and Terrace, and Sago Key Point. But if you are over at the Polynesian, they can come to either Luau Beach or Luau Point. So that might be something to consider. If it is really important to have characters, you're going to want to pick a place where they can actually show up so that you don't have to move everything to an indoor location and then potentially have to pay a venue fee and meet a food and beverage minimum and all that stuff that we're going to talk about in a minute. Mari, if you had added characters, who would you add? Well, you have Mickey and Minnie who are, you know, the best. But 
I think I would have, if I would have done it, I would have done it as a surprise to Chris and done Pinocchio. He always complains how Pinocchio is never in the parks. <laughs> um, and he never gets to see him. And it's one of his childhood favorite characters. So I think it would be super cool to get one of those characters that you do not see often or that, you know, they're only part of the parades or something like that. So I think I would have definitely gone maybe with Pinocchio and Geppetto. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and surprised him with something like that. But I think that comes with, like, backdrops and everything probably. So, <laughs> so definitely not within minimums. Yeah, exactly. And that's a good point that Mari makes. Some characters, they require a specific backdrop and some can't be seen in certain locations at all. So if Disney's character integrity team decides that they don't fit the venue where you're having your event, either you have to set up a backdrop and they have to stay rooted to that backdrop, or you might be told you can't have them at all. But if you want Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Pluto, or Goofy, you are good to go no matter where your location is, unless, of course, you're at the Grand Floridian Outdoors. Now, similarly, there are entertainers you can hire. And so these are Disney-ish characters, but they're not actual Disney characters. They are people dressed up like you could get a butler or a major domo, which is kind of a fancy Cinderella-style butler with a wig and a tricorn hat. And a lot of times people have them do a little trick on the best man where the best man forgets that he's supposed to have the rings and in fact they've been given to this major domo or the butler and he shows up to great fanfare and then the poor best man wants to sink into the floor and everybody laughs at him so that's something that you can do if you're into that you could also add a solo musician so this is interesting if you decide you know i don't want a guitarist or a violinist i want a flautist or a harpist or something that's cool but they won't swap so you will have to pay the full price to add that person. And solo musicians start at $695. Okay, something else you can add with your little $2,500 that's burning a hole in your pocket. You could hire Disney for your photography. The cool thing is you don't have to hire Disney for your photography. But if you're looking for a one-stop shop, all the basics for just, you know, kind of creating your own package almost, Disney offers photography at different prices depending on how many photographers you have and how many hours you book. So those prices now are $599 for one photographer for one hour or $1,099 if you want two photographers. For two hours, it's $699 for one photographer and $1,299 for two. For three hours, it's $899 for one photographer and $1,699 for two. And for four hours, it's $1,099 for one photographer and $2,199 for two. And I would encourage you, even if you're having a small event... I always encourage people to consider having more than one photographer because there are times when you're going to want to have more coverage than just one photographer can provide. So a prime example is if you're doing a first look, which is where the couple sees each other before the ceremony for the first time in a private place where they can actually talk to each other and say, oh my gosh, you look amazing. And it's captured by the photographer. Well, if you only have one photographer, you're only going to get photos of one person's reaction. But if you have two photographers, they can be stationed so that you then see both people's reaction to seeing each other for the first time. And then also just things like the kiss. You might want to have a long shot and a close-up. You might want to have, you know, one from one direction, one from another direction. If making an album that really tells the full story of your day is important to you, then you might want to consider having more than one photographer. 
Now, it could be that you find an outside photographer gets you all of this for less than Disney charges. So if you use an outside photographer, it's not going to count toward that $2,500 that you're going to need to spend on top of the ceremony location fee. But it allows you to be guaranteed to get the photographer or photographers you want, which Disney cannot do. You can send them a list of five photographers you want, and maybe none of them are available. So using an outside photographer is very important if it is very important to you what the style is, who your photographer is, and it can often save you money. Photography for me was number one most important thing. And the package actually included photography, and that's where I feel like so much was wasted because I really wanted to have the roots as my photographer. I love their work. I followed me and Gen Z for years and I really couldn't imagine anyone else really shooting my wedding day. So when I first reached out to Disney, I was like, look, I, you know, Disney can't guarantee you a certain photographer or certain style. And I mentioned that to them. And after a lot of back and forth, they, allowed me to swap the photography for a resort session. So at least I got some, you know, the benefits. But this is one area where I think so many brides could benefit from because I do see that a lot of brides sometimes want to go with outside photography, but because it was included in packages, they did it. And I love my wedding pictures. And I think that was a big part of your day. I think that's what made me so happy now to look back and see pictures that I really do love. And when I compare it to like my resort session, I'm just very happy I went with outside photography. That's a good point. Yeah. Now, the sticking point for me with the old package was always that it didn't include a cake. I don't know if anybody else feels <laughs> this way, but I was like, what? How do you have a wedding without a cake? So now that you're buying everything a la carte, you can add a cake. You can also add champagne or other beverages. You can even add appetizers. We're going to talk about all of those. The first thing to know, though, is that if you add food of any kind, including a cake, you're going to trigger a $50 per person food and beverage minimum. So they're happy to get you a cake, but you need to make sure you're spending at least $50 per person on the food for this event that you're planning. So once you're okay with that, the thing to know about cakes is Disney does not have any set designs anymore. When they had wedding packages, there were, you know, six or eight cakes you could choose from. Now everything is custom priced, which means you need to have a photo or multiple photos, or you could do a sketch. I've submitted sketches before, but you need to have something to send them so that the pastry team can price out what your cake is going to cost. For reference, if you are interested in just a two-tier fondant-covered cake, like the ones that came with the old Escape package, they were pretty simple. They might have gold foil Mickey heads stamped into them or just some little roses on them or some squiggles. If you want something like that, those are now being priced out at $450. So you're going to meet your $50 per person food and beverage minimum really quickly with that. And that's a good rule of thumb. If you just want a basic two-tiered fondant covered cake, it's going to set you back at least $450. If you need to get the price down, ask for one that's just covered in buttercream. Just get a six-inch cake. I'm telling you, a six-inch cake could probably feed 15 people. Like, they say that it feeds six people, but that's when you're cutting slabs the size of library books. Like, these cakes are huge. They have <laughs> four layers inside them, even though they're only one tier. And it has always taken us days to finish a six inch cake. So that might be all that you need. And the other thing to know is that if Disney is quoting you $450 for a two-tier cake, 
especially if you're okay with a smaller one, you may find that it's cheaper to just order your own cake for delivery to your Disney resort or to the restaurant where you're going to have a meal after your ceremony. And I have a whole page on my website that breaks down exactly how to order a cake at Disney because Walt Disney World is huge and it seems like every resort does things slightly differently. They have a cake hotline, but it can be hard to get to the people you need to get to with the cake hotline. So I have direct phone numbers for all the different resorts, plenty of tips. You can find that at disneytravelbabble.com slash how dash to slash order dash cake. And I'll put the link for that in the post for this episode on disneyweddingpodcast.com. Now, Mari, you guys did add your own cake because you didn't get one in the package and you guys went ahead and ordered your own cake. We did. So this is where I would have fully taken advantage of the $50 per person because I had asked my planner over and over again if I could even bring in my own little table because I really wanted to do like a stage cake cutting at Luau Point. And I had asked her if I bought my own table and no one needed to know. Would I be able to do it <laughs> and on my own, you know, and she told me, you know, that I can enjoy my cake anywhere on property, but that if they had another event, they wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be able to be there. And she was kind of driving me toward away from it. So this is where I think I would have definitely benefited because I love the idea of doing a cake and champagne toast, but. With the escape package, you used to have to have the cake and champagne toast, but you couldn't offer anything else. And now with $50 per person, you could do a small cake, a little champagne toast, and you kind of can do a little bit of appetizer. So you're not only serving cake. So I think that if I would have had a do-over, I would have definitely gone that route. But I did do a dining reservation for brunch at Grand Floridian, and I had a cake delivered there, and Grand Floridian was absolutely wonderful. They had my cake set up in a separate table. They set up plates and everything. They really staged it very nicely for us. So if anyone wants to go that route, I completely recommend it because I think that they're all so used to events, and they're so happy when they see a bride and groom and that you're celebrating in the restaurant that they very they went above and beyond and our cake was absolutely beautiful and it didn't cost as much so i was i'm actually very shocked compared to like what disney cakes normally cost do you mind sharing how much it cost oh yeah so i did a one tier it was a one tier 10 inch it was buttercream because i wanted a buttercream cake they did catalea flowers on it and my cake was 130 and because I did it in a restaurant and I'm an annual pass holder, I actually got 20% off the cake as well. So it was $130 minus the 20% off. I felt like I got a, a steal. <laughs> That's awesome. And there are pictures of this cake in the post for this episode on DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Now, the other thing you can add is champagne, or it doesn't have to be champagne. Disney has a bunch of different types of alcoholic beverages and non-alcoholic beverages you can add. Again, this is going to trigger the $50 per person food and beverage minimum, but if you're already having a cake, you're already going to be meeting that. Just for reference, some of the prices Disney charges, the Enchante Champagne that they used to serve in the Escape Collection package, that costs $94 per bottle. The Sparkling Cider costs $33 per bottle. And each bottle of these serves between four and eight people. So if you request half glasses instead of full glasses, the bottle's going to go farther. Then if you want to add sodas, those cost $6.75 each, and juices cost $7 each. So those are some options that, of what you could add. 
you're already going to have a water station, so don't pay to add bottled water. <laughs> then if you wanted to add appetizers, again, you're going to trigger that $50 per person food and beverage minimum. But if you're having drinks and cake, you're already going to be meeting that. Your planner is going to send you some menus to choose from, but this is all completely customizable. There might be restrictions on what can be served depending on your location, like the chef could come back and say, well, this is too fragile to move that far, or it's too far from a kitchen or whatever. But in general, anything you ask for, they'll figure out a way to get it or something like it for your event. So you can use the menus that they send you, but Disney has a ton of other menus and every menu is customizable. So if you go to my website, you can see, I don't know, a hundred menus. I have a ton of old menus that you can use for inspiration. And that website is fairytalewedingsguide.com slash catered dash event dash menus. So check that out if you're interested in adding some little bites to your ceremony. Now, one thing to know is that if your ceremony site cannot accommodate cake or drinks or food, you're going to need to move. If you move to an indoor ballroom location, there won't be any charge and there won't be any food and beverage minimum. However, any of the other locations, and they're all fair game, they may have a venue fee, just a flat fee for using the venue, and they may have a food and beverage minimum, and that is just for that location. So yes, you're meeting $50 per person with your cake, your appetizers, or whatever, but the place that you go may require you to spend $2,500 on food and beverage just in that site. So an example would be if you move from your ceremony site to the attic at Boardwalk Inn, that has a $1,000 food and beverage minimum for events that end before 5 p.m., but it has no venue fee. So you just need to spend enough on your food and beverage that you will reach that $1,000 at the attic. Now, something interesting about this is cakes for weddings are made by default by the Grand Floridian, which means they don't count toward the venue-specific minimum. So your cake is made by the Grand Floridian, you're eating at the attic, the cake price is not going to count toward the attic's $1,000 food and beverage minimum. One thing you can do to get around that is you can say, I want Boardwalk Inn, the place where the attic is, to make my cake. So if you're okay doing that, because the Grand Floridian's pastry team is A1, number one, top of the trees, but if you're okay using the resort's pastry team, then the cost of the cake will apply to the food and beverage minimum if there is one at the location you're moving to. But if you're having everything at a place where you can, there's plenty of room to have cake and champagne, like Luau Point, then you don't have to worry about this at all. There are a couple other places around the Grand Floridian and the Polynesian that you might be able to move to and not have a charge. There's a place called Grand Terrace, which used to be called Commander's Terrace, and it's a terrace on the second floor of the Grand Floridian next to the new Beauty and the Beast lounge. They used to do cake cuttings for package weddings there all the time. So your planner could try to request that space from the resort, and if you get approval, then you could move there for your cake cutting. Another option might be the lobby of Citricos. It's a shared space between Citricos and Victoria and Alberts, and that's another place that they used to do cake cuttings for the package weddings at no charge. So if you don't want to end up in a ballroom, but you need someplace free to move to in order to have your cake and drinks, talk to your planner about whether those locations are free. Okay, so after the ceremony, you have several options of what you can do with your group. You could make a restaurant reservation like Mari did. If you decide to do this, you need to do it yourself. Your planner's not going to make your restaurant reservation for you. But 
it's a lot cheaper than booking a private event. You can wear bridal attire anywhere at the resorts except inside the parks. So if you go to the Contemporary and go to Chef Mickey's so you can get pictures with the characters, you can totally wear a bridal gown or a tuxedo or whatever you want to wear. But the parks have a fluid policy about what they will let in, and it really depends on the discretion of the cast members when you get to the gate. If they think that your dress is too long or you look too much like a princess or you might trip over something, they will not let you in. So it's better to change if you're going to go into the parks. But if you decide to eat anywhere at the resorts, any of the hotels, even one where you're not having your ceremony, you can totally wear bridal attire. There is no prohibition on that. And booking a character meal is a great way to get character pictures for free. So if you go to Chef Mickey's or you go to 1900 Park Fair, this is a great way to have an inexpensive meal after your ceremony and also get photos with the characters. One thing to know, though, is that a lot of Disney's resort restaurants are not open at lunch. And since often people will do morning or lunchtime ceremonies, it can be tricky to find a place that's open at lunchtime. But you can always go to Disney Springs. There are plenty of restaurants there that are open all day. Mari, how did you guys choose the Grand Floridian Cafe? We love brunch at Grand Floridian Cafe. I think it's delicious. So if anyone ever has not had brunch there you should definitely go <laughs> um <laughs> it's really yummy and their breakfast and lunch menu is kind of the same so it, it was perfect oh that's interesting yeah yeah so you can just look up the menus online and decide what sounds good Another option is to book a private room at a restaurant. Now, not a lot of Disney restaurants have private rooms, but there are a few, and I have information on all of them in my Fairy Tale Weddings Guide in Chapter 10, Other Events. There's a whole section on places that you can make a regular restaurant reservation, but that have a private room, and you can work with the restaurant management if you want to have special menus printed up, or maybe you even want to work with Disney Floral to have some floral arrangements delivered. The one I recommend is The Wave because it's open for lunch and it has a private room with a low food and beverage minimum. But there are places at the Swan and Dolphin, at Disney Springs, that also have private rooms that will be open at lunchtime. Another option is if you have a small enough group, you can do private dining at the Grand Floridian, even if you're not staying at the Grand Floridian. They have this nice little program where the private dining department will set you up on a balcony at the Grand Floridian, and you can customize your menu. It starts at $125 per person, plus service charge and sales tax. And then for $100, you can add the services of a butler who meets your group in the lobby of the Grand Floridian and leads you to the place. And then they wait on you throughout the whole event. And it's just a really nice way to customize your menu and have a private area, but not have to pay for an entire catered event. So if you're interested in that, you can call Private Dining at the Grand Floridian. Their phone number is 407-824-1951. If you decide that you do want to add a catered meal, I'm going to warn you, it's probably going to take you beyond the $5,000 minimum. So this might not be something you're interested in, but often people start out saying, okay, I'm going to have the cheapest Disney wedding possible. And then once they see how many cool things there are to add, it snowballs. So we're going to talk about those cool things in case you're interested in adding them. So for a catered meal, this would be booked via your wedding planner, and it gets you a private space and a completely customizable menu. However, it triggers a per-person food and beverage minimum. So if you do a dessert party or a walk-around reception, meaning that people are not going to all get seats and they're not going to be seated through the entire thing, 
that has a $50 per person food and beverage minimum. And the prime example of this is a dessert party. Inside the parks or at the Grand Floridian Marina, you can see the fireworks. You eat desserts. You don't have to limit it to desserts. You can also have savory things like a nacho bar, which is my favorite. But this is a casual event. It usually only lasts an hour. You can extend it by half an hour for free. But if you want to extend the food, then that triggers other costs. So this would be the cheapest way to add a catered event to your ceremony-only Disney wedding. And if you have a small group, you might still be able to squeak in under the $5,000 event minimum. If you want to add a sit-down breakfast or a brunch, that triggers a $140 per person food and beverage minimum. That would be corresponding to a 9.30 a.m. ceremony. Now, for lunch, which corresponds with a noon ceremony, that would trigger a $165 per person food and beverage minimum, but that's for a five-hour event. So this is, we're talking reception, if you want it. Now, if you're trying to keep costs down, you don't have to have a DJ, you don't have to have dancing, but you can have it for up to five hours. Brunch would be up to four hours. And then at dinner time, so that would be if your ceremony was at 2.30 p.m., 5 p.m., or 7.30 p.m., they have a $190 per person food and beverage minimum. But these minimums can be met by your pre-reception food. If you decide to have a cocktail hour, they can be met by the actual reception food and your cake and your bar. So it's very easy to meet these minimums and they count toward the event minimum. So this is not on top of the event minimum. You have to spend at least $5,000 And then the 190, the 165, the 140, the $50 per person, that counts toward the $5,000. Now, if you do add a private catered event, you're probably going to blow right through that $5,000. But it's good to know that it does count toward it. It's not on top of it. Mari, if you had added an event, what would you have added? So I definitely, and I've actually priced this out (laughs) when they released the packages, I was like, wow, the benefit. So you are spending a little more, but I definitely think what I would have done is a cake and champagne or a dessert party, especially a dessert party, only because where can you have fireworks on your wedding day? Right. So it's it's such a magical moment. I think guests love it so much. I would have definitely still kept my guest count low. So we were six total. I think I would have still tried to stay within under 10 in order to stay within the 5,000. But um, I definitely think I would have gone probably either a dessert party or a cake and champagne reception with some appetizers mixed in. Yeah, that, that's great that that's now so flexible that you can add that to these small weddings. I agree. So one thing I mentioned earlier is that the venue you pick for this catered meal may have its own food and beverage minimum and it may have its own venue fee. But these costs are all concurrent with the per-person minimums and the event minimums. They're not in addition to them. So again, this it would all count toward your $5,000 event minimum. So if you transfer to a place for your reception that does have its own food and beverage minimums, because you're meeting this 50, 140, 165, 190 per person amount just to have a wedding, you're almost guaranteed to automatically meet whatever the food and beverage minimum is for the spot that you pick. So for an example, the attic again, as I said, it has a $1,000 food and beverage minimum prior to 5 p.m. Well, if you have a 10-person brunch and you're going to have to spend $140 per person minimum, you're already spending $1,400 on food and beverage. So you don't even have to worry about whether you're going to meet the attic's $1,000 food and beverage minimum. 
So as Mari was saying, a dessert party might be the best option for a small group. You only have to meet $50 per person food and beverage minimum. You can serve any kind of food you want, even though it's called a dessert party, you could have savory food. My favorite thing is to add a nacho bar, but a lot of people add appetizers or DIY mac and cheese. They have tons of different options of things that you can add to meet that per person food and beverage minimum. And a dessert party has a big wow factor for your guests. So your guests have probably been to a wedding where there was a ceremony followed by a reception, but they probably have not been to a wedding where there was a ceremony followed by an event inside a theme park in a private location right under a spectacular fireworks show. And if you're worried because you're going to have a ceremony in the morning and a dessert party would have to take place at night and there's a gap between the two, do not worry about the time gap. Hundreds of us Disney brides have done this and it was not a problem at all. For one thing, your guests are going to enjoy having a break between the two events to do their own thing. You don't have to feel like you have to schedule every minute of the day for them. And also it gives everybody something to look forward to after the ceremony. So if your ceremony is at 9 a.m. and you're done by 10, suddenly your wedding day's over. But if you have a dessert party at the end of the night to look forward to, it keeps that excitement going through the whole day. I really want to try the nacho bar. (laughs) (laughs) That is a do-it-yourself mac and cheese. (laughs) Yes, they're both excellent. Okay, so let's talk about booking. If you've listened to all this and you've decided, I can do this. I can have a wedding or a vow renewal, an elopement at Disney, and keep it to this $5,000 event minimum. How do you go about booking this event? First of all, you should know that you're going to be assessed 6.5% tax and a 25% service charge on top of the elements that you pick. So before, when you booked, you were paying a flat fee and you got X, Y, and Z, and that was it. It was all included. Now, basically everything has tax and anything related to food and beverage and some audiovisual elements also has a 25% service charge. So if you have Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, there is a section in chapter one that lists, it's a chart that lists exactly what's going to get tax and what's going to get service charge and which service charges have tax on them. So you can see all of that. And then if you really want to figure out your budget down to the penny, you can use the self-calculating budget in chapter 13 to plug in the prices for all the things you want to add to your wedding. And it will tell you exactly how much the tax and service charge will be. So if you're ready to book, you're okay with tax and service charge, you can book a ceremony-only event at 10 months out. And if you've decided to splurge, you're going to go for it and add a reception, you can actually book your event at 12 months out. A deposit is going to be required within two weeks of booking, and the price of the deposit depends on the cost of your event. Since we're talking about small, inexpensive weddings today, If your event minimum is under $10,000, your deposit is going to be $2,000. Now, if you've decided to go for it and splurge and your event minimum is over $10,000, then your deposit will be $4,000. But for small weddings, you only have to put down $2,000. The balance of your event minimum is due 90 days before the event minus half of your deposit. So what that means is that if you have a $5,000 event minimum, you've already put down $2,000 as your deposit. They will take $1,000, apply that to the $5,000, and then you're going to need to pay $4,000 90 days out. 
30 days out any other expenses and the projected tax and service charges on the event minimum are due. So if you did go beyond $5,000 in the things that you added, and of course the cost of the tax and service charge, all of that is going to be totaled up and they'll give you that figure and that's the figure you pay at 30 days out. After the wedding, if you don't have any overages, you don't add an extra person at the last second or decide that you want to have a fancier champagne, you're going to get that $1,000 that they saved from your deposit. You will get that back about two weeks after your wedding. I actually booked two months out. <laughs> oh, that's great. I do wonder, though, how competition will be now. Yeah, I feel like for the small locations that are the ones that cost the least, the $2,500 locations, I feel like the competition is still going to be pretty low. It's really the wedding pavilion that it's hard to get. Yeah, that's what I imagine. And you know what I was just thinking, too, is videography. Now, if you go with one of their recommended vendors, does it count towards the minimums? It does. That's a good point. I think that's incredible. See, that's where I think I would have maximized. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. So we talked about photography. If you want to use videography, Disney doesn't have a videography service, but they have a list of approved vendors. And if you use one of those vendors, that will also count toward your event minimum. Okay, so let's talk a little bit quickly about what the timeline of your day would look like. You've decided to do this elopement. You're going to try to stick to the $5,000 event minimum. What is this day going to look like? So before the ceremony, pre-ceremony photos, they're going to last as long as you want to pay for. You know, we got to Epcot, I think, an hour and a half before our wedding and took photos together because we did a first look. So you just pay, you know, your outside vendor photographer or your Disney photographer. You can make the pre-ceremony getting ready photos, all that last as long as you want. The ceremony usually lasts, I would say now between 10 and 20 minutes. They used to say that the wishes wedding ceremonies were 20 minutes to half an hour and memories and escape were like five minutes to 15 minutes. It's just going to depend on what your ceremony looks like, which you will go over with whoever you hire to be your officiant. The cake and champagne portion would then take you up to about an hour total. So if all you did was a ceremony, and a little cake and champagne reception afterwards, maybe do first dances, you're usually done with that about an hour after you start, maybe 90 minutes. It depends on if you have to move to a different location, but it doesn't take a huge chunk of time. Now, if you do decide to splurge and add a reception, a full reception would last either four hours for brunch or five hours for lunch and dinner, but you can extend that for a fee or you can shorten it. We actually shortened our brunch to three hours. We didn't need to have a cocktail hour and we didn't need to be paying for people to drink drinks and eat food for an extra amount of time. So that's one thing you can do to kind of cut your costs as long as you meet the food and beverage minimums. And then, as I said, if you're going to have a dessert party that night, take a break. You can take a nap. You can go swimming. You can play in the parks, whatever you want to do. And then you generally meet a half an hour to 15 minutes before the show starts. You watch the show and then you have your desserts or your nacho bar or whatever you've ordered and you cap off your day. Mari, how long did your ceremony last? So my, it was probably like 10 minutes. So my day started with, since I had outside photography, they showed up, my ceremony was at nine, Nate showed up at 7am. And then we actually got ready together, which I absolutely loved. So if anyone is considering getting ready together versus a first look, or if it's just the two of you and you're not sure what to do during getting ready. I think it was very special, him and I getting ready together and we got our daughter ready together. We took pictures, so we took a lot of the time from before the ceremony to take pictures around the Polynesian. 
And then my ceremony lasted maybe about 10 minutes. It was kind of weird at the beginning because they told us to meet at the Polynesian Resort. But my coordinator never showed up. Hmm. And no one knew where she was at. <laughs> Not even the floors. <laughs> the floors showed up and she's like, oh, um, are you the bride? And I name. I'm like, yeah. She's like, where's your coordinator? I'm like, I have no idea. I would think you know where the coordinator <laughs> is. Um, but thankfully, I had Reverend Kevin Knox. I had Nate. And I believe between both of them, they're so used to Disney weddings that they went out to my location. And there was already the, the violinist was waiting there. And he explained that my coordinator had an emergency. And he was going to act as kind of a coordinator. But they never told me. Hmm. So I was like waiting at the lobby and I think it was like 9, 10 already. And I was like freaking out. I'm like, they're going to cancel my event. (laughs) (laughs) But no. So yeah, our ceremony was like 10, maybe 15 minutes. And then from there, we walked along the route um, and took pictures at the wedding pavilion and at Grand Floridian. That's great. Yeah. And I hope that now that they're doing weddings this way, where all weddings are treated as custom weddings, there aren't these delineations between the cheaper packages and the more expensive options. Hopefully there will be more personalized services and the wedding planning team will have the bandwidth to really devote the time and attention to every wedding, no matter its size or price tag. I agree. And I think that Disney structured this way now. I think they structured it in a way where you really could stay at a minimum or you can exceed beyond what you would want. But I I just feel like it's a a lot more organized in a way because there was so many rules before, so many brides that wanted to do different things. I actually talked to another Disney bride that she also had a memories collection and we talked about it all the time how they were so strict that you couldn't do anything a la carte and I feel like it made it harder for them. Right. Whereas now they could just tell you, you know, they, you could even stick with, you know, an escape cake or they could have a pamphlet and just say, okay, this will cost you this, this bouquet will cost you that. And a bride could really pick just the elements that they want. And I think it's just a lot simpler for them. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. And actually, it reminds me, Disney did finally put together a sheet with examples of floral and decor. It's really hard with floral, especially because prices depend on the type of flower and the season and whether they're in season. But they did just within the last year put together a little packet that has photos of sample bouquets, sample centerpieces, chairs, things like that, and what they would cost. So that at least gives you an idea of what they would cost. You can find that also on my fairytaleweddingsguide.com website. The address is fairytaleweddingsguide.com slash floral dash decor. So if you go there, you can download that pricing sheet and that'll just give you an idea if what you are thinking about getting is even reasonable within your budget. So to recap, it is possible to have a small wedding or vow renewal at Disney for the new lowest $5,000 event minimum. It means making trade-offs, keeping your guest count small, but you can order a la carte whatever you want to make up that $5,000 that Disney requires you to spend. 
as I mentioned, tax and service charge are going to be on top of this. So just know that right now, you're not going to get out of Disney for exactly $5,000. But if you have my book, you can go to the last chapter of the ebook version. There's a self-calculating budget. Just punch in the costs for the things that you want to add. It will show how much applies to the event minimum, and it will show how much on top of that you're going to pay for your tax and service charge. So depending on what you add, if you don't add a lot of things that have service charge, you just add things that have tax, it shouldn't be too much beyond the $5,000, but it really depends on what you want to add. I actually went on ahead and priced more or less if I would have been able to have this package and kind of customize since I really didn't need, I, we stayed at the Polynesian, so I really didn't need limo. I really didn't need Disney photography. You know, if I would have stuck with 10 people, done ceremony, got in a cake and champagne reception, luau point, and even adding videography, because videography was something that I really wanted with one of Disney's recommended vendors. And I just couldn't squeeze it into my budget. But because now I, I would have been able to do kind of a photography trade-off with videography in the Disney package world, with taxes, I would have probably come out about $5,300, which in essence, I spent maybe between the meals on our wedding day, I probably spent somewhere around 4500 So I think... For $700, $800 more, really had made it a customized event. I think it's completely worth it. Wow, that's a great breakdown. Thanks for sharing those numbers. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, because I really wanted to have an idea of if people are really missing out on having a memories package. But I just think now with someone being able to customize it, even if you were to add a cake and champagne reception, which is what would trigger a 25% gratuity, if you kept your numbers small enough, you could really stay within that $5,000 range. You just have to be very strict with yourself. <laughs> Isn't that the way? <laughs> it is. And I actually, you know, I had a small wedding. And if I had to do it again, I would completely do it again. I think it was so special and so intimate just to have, have the day really be about my fiance, me and our daughter and and really take in that moment. And I tell brides all the time, like you could get so lost in what people want or what people want for you that you kind of forget what you want yourself. And keeping a guest list small really helps make that day more about you and not anyone else. That's great advice. Any other tips or advice you'd like to share? And negotiate. <laughs> <laughs> negotiate with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Mari, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think you've offered a ton of great tips for anyone who's interested in having a small wedding or vow renewal at Disney, and they're interested in sticking to that lowest $5,000 event minimum. So I appreciate your taking the time. No problem, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>